God doesn't make the world this way. We do. You really feel normal. You really feel normal. What do you seem to understand? What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of You're Locked In Here With Us, a Watchmen podcast. And this is our instant reaction for Season 1, Episode 6, titled This Extraordinary Being. Um... I am joined by Garrett tonight. Chris is busy with some work, but we'll be around on Tuesday for the full discussion. Um, Garrett, how's it going, man? How, what was your? How do you feel about this episode? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I I really really liked it, and once again, this is a Watchmen episode that has a completely unique feel to any of the other episodes that have been aired so far and that's that's one thing that i really can't say i've i could say about any other show there's these episodes that just have a complete different tone and maybe not tone but just a complete different feel than kind of the the bulk you know story episodes so we've had this one and then the one with Lori. i felt like was a little bit different that kind of just had a different pace. Like I said, it almost felt like a different director, a different writer, and I, I really got the feel with this one. Um, there, I guess it was probably a little bit more like the other episodes because it was kind of a little bit more like in a, a detective type thing, but even the music was a little bit different, and I felt like some of the cinematography was a little bit different. The fighting seemed just a slight bit more brutal to me. I'm not quite sure what it was, but it just seemed like it was... It kind of existed on its own and if there wasn't the overt watchman references and i just sat down and watched the show or this episode i i don't know if i would have instantly known it was a watchman episode which i think is is really cool yeah i definitely agree with you i loved how different this was this was definitely my favorite episode of the season hands down wow um yeah for me it mainly is because it uh, basically, retcons, I think, one of the biggest points and kind of parts of the graphic novel in, like, one of the best ways possible. And it takes a character that, uh, to me, had no, like, real purpose, kind of, outside of being the first hero. And when you actually look back on Hooded Justice and think about, you know, like, who he is being, like, a German and his origin of being, like, a German carney type guy like with you know who had super strength or whatever like that was his whole circus act um but and then like having such a weird kind of get up with the noose and the hood and everything uh to give it such a powerful retcon and be something that is meaningful now and it's is something that was so impactful to i think a lot of people and like personally me as a viewer just to again for like how it changes this character. Um, it almost makes me excited to kind of go back and read the graphic novel now. Um, 
recognizing that Hooded Justice is Will Reeves and kind of read between the lines with this story in mind. So was this a, a retcon, actually? Like, are you saying that the yeah. writers of the TV show kind of changed what was... Yeah, Because I thought, absolutely. like, earlier on, you said that he was, like, Brother Knight, you know, he was the original vigilante, and then they had so his get-up, and he... That was the theory. I mean, and I think that he that Lindelof certainly pulling from that aspect of things, um, and there probably is a like subtext there of the for some reason them moving away from that idea. But I think at the end of the day, for just like the story he wants to tell and the story that he has created within this universe, uh, he saw it as an opportunity. And I don't know. I think it's. Like ten, it's any. It is an insanely better origin story for that character than the one Alan Moore created. It's oh, I agree. It's way better, but I'm just seeing if it's like a true retcon. So I mean, they I, yeah, I kind of got the impression. Confirmed. So he was he was like painting his eyes white or whatever. So I yep. feel like he was trying to pose as a white guy. Yeah, under so the, the mask. Yeah, so that's and the then, thing. It's like that's how they covered him. Like basically, that's the retcon. Is like in the all the like circle jerkers out there have been like, right. you can't be hooded justice. Hooded justice is a white guy. You could see it behind his eye holes. And it's like, <laughs> but that's what's his so genius. But that like that's what's so genius about it is the decision makes complete sense. And like that's what's so sad and tragic, you know, that, about this episode. And the way it unfolds is because you, again, sort of are hit with this dilemma of wanting to do good. And then the only way he could do it at the time was to be something he's not. And yeah, it, it was it was really it, it, it was, was sad. Now, yeah. Now that I think of it more and more, just because yeah. that is definitely the realities of America not too long ago. You know, this is what the 30s then. So and this even was... dude, even think about Metropolis, like the way he treats him, just basically being like, "Oh yeah, yeah, man, yeah," like, you know, we'll uh, we'll ta- take down the Cyclops, and then it's just kind of like even even his superhero persona gets like used. So that's that's kind of where I was caught up when you said it was a retcon, which I, I do agree with you, and I think that is just such a great move by. Lindelof and everyone who's involved in the show it's really creative and it does kind of it's not just completely like going back and changing the character's race just because they want to have uh you know I don't know like doing it kind of out in the open like by painting his face or his eyes white they do do it in a way that works with the origins of Watchmen which we know but I, I kind of got the feeling that he was just going to go off on his own then. And he, like, wasn't going to be a part of the Minutemen because he joined it, you know, essentially to get back up to take down the, the Cyclops. Yeah. And that they're not going to ha- help him with it. So maybe... Well, I think like, we saw, like, I think we just saw, like, time jumps. Like, I don't think that they are ignoring clearly anything else that has happened in the original graphic novel and hooded justice involvement in the Minutemen. I think we just sort of saw how he got originally involved. They again, like kind of confirm and tap and give us a little more look into uh, his relationship with captain metropolis on, you know, on like the homosexual level. And then I think they kind of time jump to just like how and 
give us a little more behind the scenes of like, oh, this didn't really work out and like he didn't fit. And I think it's it's certainly providing and creating a new context of like, oh, uh, again, it's we're filling in so many blanks just in general kind of that you don't get – you know, so it's like, it's just, I think, adding more to the story, not necessarily ignoring it, if that makes sense. Like, I would... Yeah, no, I agree. I, um, I was just, I, I don't want to just, like, rehash this too much, but I, I honestly thought that it was, because during the episode, I was thinking back to the theory that you told me, where he was, like, the original vigilante, and then he was, like, with the Minutemen for a little bit, and then went off on his own, but they still, like, gave his costume to a new hero or something, yeah. and then there's another guy, like, posing as him. So, do you think it's possible that another person comes along as Hood of Justice, or is he just gonna, like, stick with it as um, the Minutemen, or does it not really even matter? That's a good point. I think, on one hand, it doesn't matter um, if they decided to sort of, like, throw it in there just to kind of against um give full closure and kind of a full uh i guess rounded out and complete story that they're creating uh it wouldn't surprise me if they address it if you know if that makes sense like i wouldn't because i think as i think i'm hoping what we're gonna see is like angela obviously is gonna come out of this with so many questions uh, as they started to tease us with in the preview and i think that uh, has to be, I, you know, as somebody who is who is somewhat familiar with this history and learning all of this, um, you know, how do you not just be like, so who was that guy that like died basically? Right. Um, so I I think it wouldn't shock me if they included it because that would fully comp- like there would be no loose ends then to their choice to tell this story, um, you know, and just like no BS that. Uh, like people couldn't give them shit for say- or saying like, oh, you never answered this, you never answered this. So it wouldn't surprise me. I think that um, their Lindelof is normally pretty tight with that type of detail and like okay. that decision making. But at the end of the day, to me, it doesn't matter anymore um, because I, agree. I think like no matter what we saw, you know, it's not. It's about Will and like his story and and I think we've already seen enough just how easily um, uh, he had been taken advantage of and manipulated throughout his life. Um, So to me, it's like any of the, I don't know, any of the things we've been talking about just now, like would make sense. I agree. No. Yeah. Now that I think, I I think I was just kind of living too much in this episode and looking into it a little bit too deep, but I I don't think that we're going to get more backstory on him as hooded justice. I think what we got tonight is, probably all we will know about it and all that we need to know and it's, yeah the bigger element is you know the ramification this has on angela then not necessarily like exactly and that's why the I... story of the Minutemen and how they you know that's not re- really what the show is about um yeah i'm hoping that next week though we really do get uh one final confrontation between angela and will it seems like something fishy is going on because in the preview uh, it seems like it'll be a little bit of a continuation of this episode for our, I'll say, like, Earthbound plot. And Angela, there's scenes of Angela, like, with her grandmother. And at one point, she essentially, like, 
in Lady True's building. She is standing outside of a door and she's knocking. She's like, I know you're in there. Like, we need to talk. And clearly it has to be Will's room. And she busts open and you just kind of see her react. So it seems like something's up. I mean, we had mentioned how he had dropped the line in that last episode about like only having what, like three days or something. Um, so I'm curious if that will sort of add to everything that's going on. And that's why I'm curious if there's going to be a final like discussion between the two of them. Okay. So was like the preview for next episode, cause I actually didn't watch it. I just hopped on right yeah. away. So was it just that scene or were there other characters involved or anything? No, no. Again, it's just like her alone in Lady True's compound, and she clear and she like goes up to a whatever she was told Will's room number was. Okay. And um, so, hmm. and she kind of has think... to like break the door in almost, or kind of like yeah. force her way in. Okay. Yeah. So we'll definitely have some closure on everything she learned. Hopefully, if he's if he's still there. Yeah, okay. Because that's Maybe what, it, not... like, it looks like she's shocked or something, or as if, like, huh. so I'm curious to see what that is. But regardless, okay. um, I'm excited to kind of see this continue, because I really love how the show is shaping up um, this episode, too. Even just thinking of the scenes that, how, dude, how it got to finish on her watching Judd, you know, and, like, that whole scene play out and everything. Yeah, I really liked the the explanation about how how it all went down. Yeah, with the the little flashlight that was really cool. Yeah, so there's so much going on. I was really happy with this episode, though. Yeah, it was just super well done. It was I, I don't want to call it like a slow episode, but it, in a way, it kind of felt like that to me, just because it didn't have any any scenes of you know main characters except the little glimpses we saw of Angela mm -hmm. and you know, there's no Ozymandias. It kind of felt like it didn't move the main plot forward at all, which obviously did in a unique way, but I was, I was as glued as I've been to any episode I would say so far. I, I think top three, my favorite are probably last week. I, I really liked overall as you know, throughout the whole season, probably my favorite, but then I would say this is right up there tied with the first episode that I, I just thought was one of the best, just really well-paced, and I like the actors that they chose to play all the, the characters, and there's some action, but, you know, some deeper themes about race, and I did, yeah, I felt really sad, you know, when he was passed over, when they were getting the medals, but I kind of expected it, and... It's just a glimpse into, again, America in the 30s that wasn't really that long ago. And, yeah, and I love that the show is kind of built, yeah, built their whole, and I, I guess, like, yeah, still, allegorical themes on that. And it's still plenty of stuff that I, again, assume is uh, going on in the world today. Uh, probably not as extreme, but, sure. you know, certainly... Uh, I think at the very least the emotions and feelings. Um, and again, it's like, I, this is, these types of, uh, mediums are the closest or, or I, I don't know how to put it, but it's, it at least allows, uh, us some type of viewpoint, you know, even though it is a 
fictional show, that doesn't mean that the um, the emotions and themes and things that they touch on and highlight to uh, really communicate the feelings of the character and person in those shoes uh, don't land, you know? Yeah, I think that's what makes it so good is because those things do land so strong. Yeah. Like a show like Breaking Bad, for instance... I mean, on a surface level, yeah, people can kind of relate to Walter White that, you know, life isn't fair and you want to do what you can to get ahead. But overall, there really aren't a ton of major themes that people can tie themselves to and kind of see themselves in those situations. But in some form or another, most people have suffered some form of injustice in like you know, whether it's it is more just something at work that happened or if it's a lot deeper and it is like race or class related than Mm -hmm. or just if you're an empathetic person and you see these things happening you know if you're not if your head's not in the sand you know these things do exist and class issues are still very prevalent in america and racism unfortunately is too and you know i don't i've never really experienced racism but it still bothers me when i think about it or when i see that it exists and for that reason the show really resonates with me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I com- completely uh, completely agree with you. But yeah, one, one thing that was interesting, I was kind of trying to get a glimpse of the article or the newspaper headlines. I forget at some point he was going through them. And yeah, apparently in 1939, I looked it up, there was a clan rally with 22,000 members in Madison Square Garden. Not sure if you... Or you mean the Nazi rally? Was it a Nazi rally? Yeah, that's like a thing. If you go back and look and it's like American Nazi party. It's super dumb. Oh, okay. Well, either way, it's not that long ago in the grand scheme of things that those things were happening out in the open. And, you know, there are some things that you see today that are kind of more on public display especially recently but i just think that there's this kind of not forgotten but ignored element of racism in america that is really still a big problem and i like that the show is addressing it head on in its own way yeah i agree um again i think that this is it's really like just it's very unique it's one of the most unique shows i think i've ever seen and i think it's being handled perfectly and again i think that this is absolutely doing Watchmen and what it stood for and kind of why alan moore created it um and is breathing a modern breath of uh, air into it and giving yeah, it lo- giving it. it life again so like i can appreciate it i don't alan moore's kind of like a like asshole now i guess with this with approving of this stuff but i mean even just think of how kind of big of a fuck you this is to like so many people read watchmen and they like misinterpret it you know like we've talked about how they think all the like wrong things are the cool things like a character like rorschach for instance right and again like how more how like i think how more intended the book to be perceived like i truly feel with every episode that damon lindloff is like doing this continuation a justice and like his original work justice yeah i i totally agree 
it's on you know there's so much going on on the surface and below the surface but i just every episode so far i have liked more and more the more that i think about it and then the more that it's contextualized by the following episodes you can tell that this is a really carefully put together house of cards so to speak that he's building and i'm excited to get into these final three episodes and see how it all comes together yeah um Anything else to add before we hop off? Uh, I think that's that's it for the instant reaction. Overall, yeah. just really love this episode, and I thought it was yeah, it was super well done, and it was just another great, great piece to this big puzzle that we're watching unfold. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm with you. I'm excited to get Chris on here and be able to dive into it even more after i process it a little bit hell yeah cool well i think that's gonna wrap us up uh on tonight's instant reaction i hope you enjoyed it um feel free to let us know what you thought of the episode we would love to hear it and discuss this was a wild one very unique um let us know what you thought and where you think the show's going uh you could do that by hitting us up on twitter you could find the show at locked in pod uh, you can find me at Blaze Hopkins. You can find Garrett at Locked In with G, and check out Chris at Seakinger13. Uh, if you like what we've been doing here, throw us a rating and review. Five stars really helps. Uh, we will be back Tuesday to record Wednesday release for the full discussion. Uh, and as always, people, just remember we're not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with us. Good night.